0: Welcome in to the final eSports Network podcast of 2019. I'm your host, Mitch Reeves, and today I'm talking, that may have been a Freudian slip. Today I'm talking, not toking, to Marty Schneider, the CEO of Stoned Gamer. So Marty, thank you so much for joining the podcast.
1: Thanks, Mitch. Great to be here.
0: I gave it away a little bit in the intro, though, but we're going to be talking about marijuana and video games, a favorite topic of mine, and I'm sure a favorite topic of Marty's as well. So Marty, real quick, what is Stone Gamer? What is this company you're behind?
1: Stone Gamer is the first cannabis-centric gaming community and esports league for gamers. So it's for people who love to get high and play video games, and we provide a cannabis-centric esports league where you have to be high to compete. And next year we're going to be launching a cannabis friendly gaming center and venue for that league in LA, which we're really excited about.
0: So how do you make sure people are high to play? How does that process look like before they take up uh, the controller? How are you like, okay, this person's started off. They can go play right now.
1: Yeah, great question. So in our in-person tournaments that we've held somebody or the player really has to actually rip from the bong or smoke a joint before they go up and play. So everybody's witness to it. You can see them doing it. Uh, Typically, the product is provided by a sponsor or a partner. And so it's pretty easy to see them do it there. Online, and we do host several online-only tournaments. We've worked with Twitch to allow on-screen cannabis consumption. Where it's legal, as long as the streamer is in a legal state. And at that point, we're really just, you know, hoping that they play by the rules. And, you know, unlike other esports leagues where there's millions of dollars at stake and, you know, dozens of millions in franchise buy ins, the Stone Gamer League is just as much about the spectacle and the experience as it is about the outcome. So, yes, somebody online could smoke a bunch of CBD or smoke something that has you know, barely any THC in it. And okay, if that's what they want to do. But one of the great things about Stone Gamer and our league and the people who play with us is that we love to get high and play games. So there's no real incentive to not do it. That's the whole reason we're all getting together to play.
0: Yeah, anybody who's defrauding the Stone Gamer League by not smoking weed before they compete against others is not somebody I want to be friends with. That's just bad karma. Totally. It's very unstoned gamer, as we say. (laughs) I love it. So it's a super cool premise. Obviously, many people love to smoke weed before they play video games, me, myself included. I'm in a legal state before anybody comes at me. I'm in Oregon, very much so legal here. Uh, Stone gamer operating out of California. It's legal there. Uh, so we're we're seeing more expansion but you guys are sort of uh stonewalled into only the states where it's legalized right now, right you can't expand much further until that legalization process moves across the nation
1: That's true particularly with rec um you know lucky for us California is such a huge market and launching in LA which is the largest metropolitan market in the world. Um, we have plenty of people to come and, use the arena and sign up. And, um, you know, going across California over the next year or two uh, will give us plenty of time to allow the rest of the country to come into full legalization, which we expect to happen.
0: Yeah, it's really not far off. If a Democrat were to be elected in 2020, it almost certainly federal legalization of marijuana would happen. Even without that, we're up to 11 states with legalization in the U.S. only talking U.S. Centric, because I'm not sure where marijuana laws stand across Europe. So sorry to our European listeners. But we've got District Columbia. So that's Washington, D.C., Alaska, California, Colorado, Illinois, Maine, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, Oregon, Vermont, and Washington. And a lot more have those are all recreationally. A lot more have medicinal things. There's a lot of bills in various state parliaments. So marijuana legalization is coming for America. Uh, it's just a matter of when. win.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I would also say that Trump really has this sort of in his back pocket if he needs it next year. Uh, you know, legalization of cannabis is, I think, uh, if not um, the most popular, one of the most popular issues in America. It's between 60 and 70 percent support. And so. It's kind of one of those slam dunk issues for someone to
0: come out and run on. It's honestly a a great point. I'm surprised we haven't seen more people talk about it. Maybe just because it's a foregone conclusion so much in that people are just, like you said, 60 to 70 percent, almost very few American issues ever reach anything close to 60 percent. It's a very divided, partisan country. And so when something reaches that high, it's uh, honestly crazy. It hasn't been legalized yet. But you make a good point. Next summer, the election started to heat up a little bit. He could totally just, oh, yeah, marijuana is federally legalized. And also, I'm going to pardon the people who are in jail for minor drug crimes because that's what comes with it. I don't know if he'd go that far, but that would be a huge win for a lot of people and would be really hard for a Democratic challenger to beat because that would just bring a lot of goodwill.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think Bill Maher said it best about a year or two ago when uh, in one of his final new rules, he pointed out that cannabis is just one of those big one issue voter issues, just like guns. A lot, millions of people would come out and vote for the candidate who advocates for full legalization federally. It would just solve so many different issues from social justice to giving people something that really brings a lot of joy to them. And, you know, as we both know, cannabis is something that's deeply personal for a lot of people, not just gamers, but for anybody who has found enjoyment in it. It's a non-toxic substance that uh, really has the ability to turn your day around or kind of give you that extra moment in time to relax and, and kind of assess how not so bad things happen to be.
0: Yeah, marijuana was really crucial for me, especially dealing with anxiety in my high school and college years. I mean, I'm looking at my bubbler right now. It's just sitting there taunting me as we have this conversation. <laughs> but I have to drive today and I do not smoke weed before I have to drive. Uh, that yep. is rule number one. It just doesn't, just don't do that. There's no reason to do that. I've had some friends who are like, it's easier to drive high or I'm a better driver high. I'm like, you're not. Don't do that. But. Right, uh, and look that's one of that.
1: the things about cannabis. Oh, sorry to interrupt. Oh, it's go that, ahead. It's uh, you know, it's, it's um, something that, you know, we do personally. And if we're not affecting other people by driving or whatever it happens to be, then, you know, that's what we should be allowed to do. And um, luckily, I think that that's where the trend is heading.
0: I think so, too. A big part of that is legalization. It makes it way easier to do things like that where you're not having to go into some weird situation. You don't have to drive somewhere. Uh, I'm telling on myself a little bit that maybe I didn't always do this the most legal way, but uh, that's what growing up in Oregon was like. So it's yes. It's the West coast vibe. It's the West coast vibe. It was more common than alcohol in my, my high school. It was literally everywhere. And the thing about why anybody who's not supportive legalization, you should be because drug dealers don't ID. So if you want your kid to be hard for your kid to get weed, the way to do that is to make it legal. If there's ah. if it's illegal, then sixteen year olds could get weed really easily. If it's or if it's yeah, if it's illegal, sixteen year olds can get weed. If it's legal, that becomes a lot harder because then everybody's picking it up from uh, legitimate stores that are that have to ID people. So for it's one of the many reasons why marijuana legalization is one of the most overwhelmingly supported laws and it should happen in the US soon. So don't want to get too far from stone gaming, although I do just love to talk about marijuana. We're in sure. A cool point in Southern Oregon right now, which is part of the Emerald, the tip of the Emerald Triangle. So hemp farms are not even a mile from my house. There's, uh, It's just a weed utopia around here. The, the cheapest weed in America, I'm pretty sure as well. But getting back to gaming, as such, I have been on my edible game playing God of War recently. So I want to ask nice. you, what are the best games to play stoned?
1: Well, that is a big question. Um, and of course, you know, it boils down to what your favorite games are to play in general. You know, I think one of the great things about cannabis and gaming is that, you know, unlike alcohol, cannabis really heightens your sensitivities, uh, whereas alcohol kind of diminishes them. So when you're playing a game that you love, being on cannabis allows you to perceive it in new ways that you hadn't um uh, seen it before or felt it before whether it's the sound or the writing or the emotion behind the story so god of war for example is a per you know it's a perfect example um it's super kind of immersive once you're into it it's really fun um i guess what would you call it action rpg game um, yeah it's just and- a cool
0: world those are the games yeah, i usually exactly. gravitate to well, well high is just these games that are just like wow this is awesome to experience. There's a giant serpent over the lake. It's just like, this is cool.
1: Absolutely. So I mean, personally, for me, I mean, I, I love to play Dota. Um, and Dota is one of those games where, um, there's a million things going on on the screen at once. And so, you know, it also depends on the type of cannabis you're using. So if you're using something that's more Indica heavy, it might be somewhat difficult to play Dota where you need to be paying attention to a dozen things going on all at once. But if you're using something like a red Congolese or something that really enhances your focus, I've found that it really helps me think through the different decisions I need to make in a split second. Uh, Racing games are really cool, you know, kind of going back to not being able to physically drive um, after after you've smoked, but being able to drive in a game really does give you quite the thrill. I also love uh, World of Warcraft. When you're in the middle of this massive world with thousands of other people, um, it's amazing to just kind of look around in the middle of a quest and notice tons of little details that you might not have otherwise noticed as you're grinding or just trying to accomplish the end goal.
0: Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's a good point, is that extra detail. I think in a lot of those RPG games, it can feel like a chore. It's like, oh, this side quest, but... When you're stoned, you're just like, "Wow, this is just like I, I just enjoy rowing the boat to go back to God of War, rowing the boat across the lake, which is literally just a tedious task." But I was like, "This is this is just cool. I, I enjoy this." And so, you bring up esports as well, and it's a delicate balance with weed and esports. And I think that's why stoned gaming works, is because quite often I feel like I'm better playing video games while high. But then you reach a precipice, and once you get too high you are horrible you know what i mean
1: yes absolutely and i mean i would say that you know as i as i mentioned earlier we're just as much about the spectacle and the experience of getting high and playing games as we are about the outcome so of course it's super fun to win you know i would say i love playing games to win i play some rpgs but i largely play competitive online games and that's just what's fun for me personally but in the you know at this in the stone gamer league you're right if you are smoking too much or you're smoking all day your ability to play the game will probably go down but the end goal is to really be having fun and getting high with other people and playing games and so there's probably a sweet spot of a couple hours where your the cannabis that you're using is actually heightening a lot of your sensitivities and uh, some of the more innate skills you might have to play the game, uh, like your focus or energy or eyesight. It also has the ability to ease your nerves a little bit. Some people get the jitters when they're competing uh, and they make the wrong move. I know I used to be a pretty high ranked PUBG player in North America and. Sometimes in those last top 10, you know, your heart is just racing and you don't know where somebody's shooting at you from. You don't know if there's a snake in the grass about to pop up and shoot you. And I found that cannabis allows me to take a deep breath and assess the situation, realize that, oh, no, wait, I have the best position on the map and to let things unfold for the win.
0: I'm totally with you on that one. I I think it also helps with tilt a lot of times if you're playing a game. So I played Absolutely. a lot of Rocket League. I grinded Rocket League. It was up to Champ One, my highest peak. Nice. When I was grinding that up through Platinum, through Diamond, you get shitty teammates. Not, I, I don't really, I don't criticize people for how they play, but when they are like overly aggressive or they quit or something like that, and right. so weed was always my anti tilt measure. It was like if I had a couple losing games or I was playing bad, I was getting frustrated with myself. But, All right, you take a twenty minute break. You might go smoke a little bowl. You're going to come back with a new focus, and then that usually helped break a tilt cycle, which are very hard to break, as every gamer knows. If you're playing a competitive game and you start losing, getting out of that mindset that it puts you in is really difficult to do. And Weed always helped me like reset a little bit, be like, okay, it doesn't matter, whatever, you lost a couple games, go play, have fun. Because when you have fun, you play the best you can. So shout out to Weed for that as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. Tilting is a huge part of online gaming, and it completely ruins a lot of people's ability to progress through what they're trying to do. So um, Dota, I think, is a perfect example of that. You're playing on a team with five people. The games are typically uh, an average of, oh, I don't know, 40 to 45 minutes. And so if you're playing with somebody and they're messing up early on in the game and basically giving a win to the other team, whether they intend to or not, it can be really frustrating knowing that you now have this uphill climb ahead of you and you're stuck in it for 30 or 40 minutes because if you leave, your score or your rank gets knocked uh, just for leaving and you be and you're penalized, which is usually great because otherwise people might troll you or you know try to make you lose on purpose. Um, but, it, you know, as you said, it's it's kind of all in your head. Um, you know, especially with dota. I mean I'm self-admittedly a terrible dota player, and, but I get a lot of joy out of kind of climbing my way up the ladder. And you know using cannabis at times really helps me take it all into perspective and realize that getting up to immortal or, or divine or immortal, is going to be a really long process, and it takes a ton of time and a ton of games to understand the meta and to get better. And so a game lost here or there isn't going to be the end-all be-all, and every game really is an ability to practice and get better regardless of whether or not you win or lose. And as long as you're paying attention to what you're doing wrong and focusing on how you can personally get better, we've seen... You know, people who have made it from the bottom to the top, you know, have done that because they focus on themselves rather than others. And cannabis, I think, really allows people to be sensitive to that and to not fly off the handle uh, at the smallest mistake that a teammate might make.
0: Yeah, you're never going to be successful in these games if you're constantly focused on what your teammate is doing.
1: It's absolutely. Yeah, that's a huge mistake that I think people make in all of gaming is uh, sometimes we get carried by our teammates and we don't like to acknowledge it then. Um, but then when they do something wrong, you know, they're the ones that took us down. It's like, well, it is a team game and you have to work together. And particularly in Dota, each individual has the capacity to turn the tide. And if, you know, you're unable to do that, then you've got some stuff to work on and working on that can make you better no matter what. So, uh, that's one of the beauties of the game and why I like it.
0: Definitely. So in the Stone Gamer League, what games are you offering? What games are you playing right now? So this is, I think, one of the most exciting things about Stone Gamer League
1: is that, you know, traditionally in other esports leagues, there's a ton of risk in the sense that games sort of come and go. PUBG, one of my favorite games of all time, is a great example of this. I think Tempo Storm just pulled their PUBG team. They were the top North American PUBG team. And most people are saying now that NA PUBG is dead, which is a shame. But um, it just goes to show that, uh, games are not set in stone. It's all about whether or not people enjoy playing them. And at Stone Gamer League, we are happy to create a, a competitive experience out of pretty much any game. So one of the genres that fits us the best is obviously the fighting fighting game community, whether it's Smash or Street Fighter, Tekken, Mortal Kombat. These are some of the classic esports games from back in the days when only arcades had gaming. And so we love those games. We do them online and in person. Some of our biggest tournaments have been around Street Fighter. And so the fighting game community is really one of the more passionate and impressive gaming communities out there. I mean, th- these people just have a passion like you've never seen before. And we love to harness that. And they also happen to love cannabis. And so it's really kind of a perfect match. But beyond that, you mentioned Rocket League. Rocket League is a great game that we love to play. Our founder, Zeus Topado is a huge Rocket League fan. And we've had a couple of season champions join us and are signed up on Stoned Gamer, and, and we love playing with them. Then, you know, you've got your first-person shooters, whether it's Apex or PUBG, or we can do Doom or Quake or any of these types of games But we can also get into other kinds of games like Magic the Gathering, bigger than ever, is a perfect style of game um, for cannabis where it's really obviously strategy based. And you have to take your time and think things through and make sure that you're making the right move when you're also trying to anticipate what your opponent's going to do two or three moves from now. We could do chess. We could play miniature golf if we really wanted to of course we're into the the game the more i mean golf is obviously a game but we're into the more uh strategy or video game side of things i want to play um, mini golf though i know right i mean it could be incredible you know the 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 point for us is that competing while high is really fun we're focused on the video game esports space but our capacity to create these really fun competitive experiences isn't limited to any one game. And we're really excited to not only put on a variety of different types of events, but to further understand what our members want to play and let them dictate what these tournaments end up looking like. We think that there's a lot of
0: opportunity there. I think that's a really smart model because you're basically saying, hey, as long as people like to get high and play video games, there will be a space for us in the market And since video games and getting high were things, people like to do them together. So it feels like a really safe intersection to place yourselves at. Absolutely. I mean, you
1: know, cannabis is, you know, as I mentioned before, very personal for people. It's something that they care deeply about. And gaming is the exact same way. I know personally growing up, uh, gaming was my favorite hobby by far. And... I can immediately, as I was growing up, I mean, I could immediately connect with somebody who was also into gaming. And I think a lot of people have that same experience with cannabis when you're, you know, in college, you're meeting people. Cannabis is something that really brings everyone together. And so was playing FIFA on your couch on the weekends. And oftentimes those things intersected. And so um, on their own, they're both deeply passionate communities and when you bring them together, you're really starting to encompass the identity of millions of people out there.
0: Yeah, the two things my dorm room was known for freshman year at U of O was Sky, which was my piece, and Super Smash Bros. Which was, <laughs> whether I was there or not, was constantly running on my old uh, GameCube. Super Smash Bros. Melee, always old school, never upgraded. That was what... Right was always happening in my dorm room. Uh, shout out to my RA, great man. I won't say his name here because he looked the other way a couple of times. Uh, but great experiences. A and, and I made a lot of friends. Uh, one of my closest friends lived across the street from me, and, or li- across the street, across the hall from me in the dorms. And, you know, we bonded on day one over Smash Bros and, uh, and smoking weed. And it was just a great experience. Uh, and he'd come from a state where it wasn't very common. And so he dove headfirst into uh, Oregon weed and it was beautiful. And right. then after I mean, four I... years of playing head to head Super Smash Bros together, nobody else on the campus would play me, or at least it felt like <laughs> that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, the problem with being the best is it's lonely at the top. And um, people don't like getting smashed, no pun intended, constantly over and over again. So sometimes you have to go easy on them. But, you know, your experience that you just detailed is while at the same time, this beautiful, meaningful thing for you, it's totally common across the entire country, uh, probably whether you're in a legal state or not. I mean, there are um, now that cannabis is becoming more ubiquitous and we It's not, the stigma is slowly dying off. Uh, We're finding that there's a lot of people out there who love to do this, never necessarily wanted to share that with the public because it could affect their job or certain relationships that they have. And we're seeing now the veil is being taken off. And this is something that people love to do. And one other thing I'll mention about the arena is that as adults, If we want to head outside of our home and enjoy something with our friends, the experiences, I'd say 99% of the time, are going to be completely alcohol centric. You know, beer or wine or liquor, whatever will be served. And cannabis may be unofficially welcome, but it's definitely not officially welcome. And you're kind of forced to step outside onto the street to smoke your vape pen or hang out in the back. And I can understand that when you're drinking a beer, you're not splashing it all over the next person. Obviously, when you're exhaling vapor vapor or smoke, that affects other people. And so I can understand why these things don't mix uh, in a more alcohol-centric environment. But our gaming center at the Stone Gamer Arena is going to be completely cannabis centric and cannabis friendly. And you'll be able to come in and use cannabis with your friends, play VR, <clears throat> excuse me, play VR games, play on the computers that will have consoles, big screen TVs, and you'll be able you know, to consume cannabis totally stigma free. And that's going to be really eye opening for a lot of people who love to do this, but maybe we're a little afraid of expressing it we want everybody to come and participate in this favorite hobby of theirs without having to feel bad about what the next person over may be thinking about whether or not they're high or whatever it may be.
0: It's a really exciting thing to do. And like you mentioned, this stigma has really lifted very recently. I don't even think I would have been comfortable doing a podcast like this a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. It would have been legal here. I'm of age, no problems there. But part of it is just, You know, you don't talk about this because of that stigma it held. It's still illegal in the majority of the states. And now it does feel with that 60%, 70% approval rating. It's like, okay, I'm 24 years old. I write about video games and I grew up in Oregon. Of course I smoke weed. Like, (laughs) right? what do you mean? It's like, that's not a... And that's true for so many people that you wouldn't think of. It's like, yeah, I'm sure they get high at some point. Maybe not constantly. Maybe they used to, maybe they stopped. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely just a pretty common thing. It's also why uh, to your other point, we're doing it out in public. It's a little weird with other people. You still can't go to a bar and be in their smoking area and light up a joint. I mean, some bars maybe be understanding of that, but generally it's going to be like, no, nah, can't can't do that here. It's a private uh, place, but they make the rules what they what you can and can't smoke. Uh, that's why I've turned towards edibles a little bit because they don't have those other pushbacks as well, where it's like, you just sort of adjust that, then your eyes get bloody red, but that's about it. Uh, totally. you gotta be careful I mean, with edibles though. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Edibles are, are a fickle beast. Um, I, I would also say that beyond the experience of people who are just consuming alcohol and their perception of us who like to use cannabis, It's, you know, and I enjoy a drink as much as the next person. But when I'm high, I don't really want to be in an aggressive alcohol environment anyway. Um, The vibe of people who are drinking is a lot different than the vibe of people who are using cannabis. And bars can be really abrasive spaces because of all of that alcohol that's being consumed. And so the Stone Gamer Arena will, of course, be kind of a fun Um, you know, not this dead silent library type of situation. There will be a lot of rowdiness around gaming and, you know, cheering and what have you, but it will also be a cannabis vibe and the energy will be a lot different than what we find in more alcohol centric venues.
0: It's cool to have people on the same wavelength as you when you're smoking. And it's like, if you're not, if you're the one high guy at the bar, you feel very out of place. Like you said, totally. you feel on a totally different plane than everybody else. You just want to be in a different environment. So being with a bunch of like-minded people who are all high and the norm is to be high. Like I can't remember ever being in a space where it was like, oh yeah, almost all of these. Okay. I actually do remember one time we, it was last spring, Um the Oregon Ducks spring game, which is like the like random scrimmage between the two sides of the Oregon Ducks was on 420. So you're in Eugene, Oregon on 420 for this like really lighthearted free football game where you have to donate three cans of soup to get into the local soup kitchen. And I looked around and I was like, I'm pretty sure everyone here is high as a kite. So that was (laughs) but it was a really unique feeling because it's really rare to have spaces where you feel like everyone is partaking in this, whereas alcohol, it's like you walk into any bar and that's that space. So absolutely it's cool to see things changing and be like, oh, okay. Not only are people high here, but they're okay with being, they're not all paranoid. Like, oh, God, I'm so high in public. It's actually becoming a normal thing to do for people.
1: Totally. And and to go back to your point before about not necessarily being comfortable even doing a podcast about this a year or a year and a half ago, I mean, I can't say enough about my business partner and the founder of Stone Gamer, Zeus DePado. I mean, this guy was really the first one through the door on this. He started Stone Gamer as a website back in 2015, mainly just to celebrate indie games and the artwork behind it and getting high and playing games. And as he realized there was a lot of interest in it from other people, he started hosting kind of one-off tournaments here or there um, and was really kind of a side project. But he totally put himself out there. Uh, and owned this love of getting high and playing video games. And we certainly wouldn't be sitting here having the conversation if he hadn't done that already, because nobody else has even tried to take up the mantle beyond it. And he's created a great brand already. And we're, we're super excited about the future. But I mean, truly, this guy put himself out there. And he's done a really great job of bringing others into the fold.
0: That's super cool, and it's it's awesome to be in a place where you can be like, okay, I'm going to jump in on this because he was right. He was early to the space, and it was going to be a big space. And it was only a matter of time before marijuana got legalized. It's just as that stigma gets pushed away, was what was preventing me. It was like, okay, legalization's in the future, but the the public perception, bosses' perception, right? All and those, those are
1: real, th- yeah. And those are real things. You know, we don't want to suggest that somebody should go and lose their job over this. I mean, you can enjoy it, but yeah, you also need to support yourself. And there are other considerations to be made in life. And luckily today, it just so happens that people are just don't They're not caring anymore and you can come out and do it. Everybody's been drinking after work anyway. Um, and people are now realizing that cannabis is just no different than that. And in fact, healthier.
0: It also will have less It'll have less impact on your work performance as well. If you go out drinking before you have to work the next day, you're going to show up hug over. Working while hug over is impossible. So this is it's such a cool topic, and I can honestly talk about smoking weed and gaming uh, forever. But here's the question I want to poise to you. We talked about some of the best games to play while high. What's the Mount Rushmore? What are the four most iconic titles for stoned gamers? And I'm going to start off with one. I... I might have two for you, but I'm going to start off with Super Smash Bros. Melee. We talked about it a little bit. It's one of the longest running esports in its current form. Uh, The GameCube was always fun. The art animations are great. You could play it very casually by sucking people up as Kirby and then joking around. Or you could play it very hardcore and doing wave dashing with Falco. And so I'm going to say Super Smash Bros. Melee is on my Mount Rushmore of stone gaming games what uh what's one from you
1: oof okay hard for me to separate it out from the games that i just love to play but you can do that i, would too. I think i'm gonna
0: do that too i'm trying to figure would, out ways that have a lot of mainstream um mainstream consciousness mainstream love that also i just really enjoyed
1: well, I'll follow your lead here, and I'll stick with Nintendo, and I'll mm. say that Legend of Zelda is probably one of the best. I mean, particularly the most recent one. This okay. completely open world, so beautiful. The music, all of the little details in the sound. I mean, it was just such a delight to play. Um, I,
0: really... I Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I, I was just going to say, Nintendo's art style is very engaging to stone because it doesn't take itself too seriously it's not too gritty realistic blood guts which hey csgo is a fun game to play while high too but nintendo's art style feels more uh in line with stoned gaming to me
1: totally yeah i mean yeah mario super mario's super odyssey or super mario odyssey i guess it's called um was also a total blast to play you're flying through all these different worlds and seeing all these different little monsters um I think any I mean, from a competitive standpoint, I think that fighting games are just one of the pinnacles of esports, as well as shooters, frankly, Um, they're just so much fun. They can be one on one or two v two. Um, You don't need a full team to play it. I mean, as I mentioned before, Dota's just on my Mount Rushmore anyway. It's my favorite game to play. It's my favorite game to watch, but it's a little tougher to play it using cannabis, although that doesn't stop me, of course. Um, I'll also say that uh, I think racing games or any game where you're really getting into a groove and you're following, you know, in, in racing, of course, you know, you're really just trying to find that fastest path to the sh- to the fastest lap. And fo- the can- the focus that cannabis can provide really helps with that. So you've got Gran Turismo or Forza, um f1 2019 i've been getting really into
0: so those mario games kart? are
1: also blast mario kart of course i mean gotta like be the okay. og racing game of course it's not super it's not super realistic and it's not a simulation but i don't think anybody has experienced more heartbreak or more joy from throwing down a blue shell and destroying somebody right before they cross the finish line i mean Super or Mario Kart really understands how to create an entertaining experience up until the very last second. So yeah, Mario Kart's totally there, which is funny. I mean, we're talking about all these Nintendo games and one of the great things about using cannabis and playing games is, as we mentioned before, just this increase in sensitivity and Nintendo does such a great job of engaging not only your eyes, but your ears. And all of these quick decisions you have to make as you figure out the puzzle of going through the the map and the level, and that's actually another type of experience that we can provide and in the Stone Gamer League. We can do these speed runs through levels. It doesn't necessarily always have to be a one-on-one or a two-on-two game. Um, there's been charity streams in the past on Twitch that raised tons of money from people. Who are just blasting through these single player games as quickly as possible, and it's really proven to be quite entertaining.
0: There was a two-week stretch in college where my friend and I, if you ever, if you remember back to Double Dash, one of the maps is a tiny oval baby park, and it's literally just like a little pill, and that's all it is. It's right, and it's like seven or eight laps or something like yeah, that, is that like right? Seven laps, and we right. just do that. We'd do time trials and we'd shave uh milliseconds. Off yep. of our time, just trying to hit the drift corner perfectly, going around and around and around, seeing if we couldn't get the absolute quickest time uh on the map, and that was just and I'm sure we were stoned the entire time as well. I don't know how, why else you would do something like that, but it was it an we came into eight competition because we're like, I'm better than you at this map, but it with items on it feels like a total, total shit show. And so you're like, okay, we're going to figure out who's the best, who could run this map at absolute peak performance.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I remember that rate, that map. And, uh, yeah, cannabis just, you know, calms you down a bit. It allows you to focus on even something that someone might perceive as mundane all of a sudden becomes interesting and you want to beat that last record that you have. And, uh, yeah, that, that was a great one.
0: All right. I'm going to pose a Rushmore to you. I think we've talked about a lot of different things. Call of Duty, I believe, needs to be on it. Okay. It, in terms of a seminal franchise, it's a shooting game franchise. You got the new ones each year, some better than others, but almost everybody has one Call of Duty title they played the shit out of at some point in their lives. Uh, so you know, I was like Modern Warfare 2, classic, 1v1 on Rust, great game. Yeah, go. I, um, oh, yeah, if what I you can
1: got? just, um, pop in there. Yeah, I loved, I mean, my first Call of Duty game was probably the first or the second one. Those World War II games. I mean, what's better than shooting Nazis? Um, and then oh, Nazi I've been zombies, a, Nazi oh, zombies yeah. is
0: a God tier stone gaming thing to do. A-
1: absolutely. And then I've been playing a ton of the new modern warfare and I've been having a blast with it. Um, not so, gotten yeah, that absolutely up there.
0: Haven't, haven't picked know. it up yet. So I, I might need to try it with the CWL season coming up here.
1: Yeah, that's one of the reasons I was excited to get into it. I, you know, as much as I love indie games and uh, these kind of diamonds in the rough, there's something really special for me about engaging uh, in a game that millions of other people are doing out there. Um, Growing up with gaming, it was um, always a dream of mine for it to be as popular as it is today. And so to be able to connect with so many people over gaming is really a dream come true
0: definitely. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do these last two. I think I have to put double dash on there. So I'm going to replace Super Smash Bros. Melee with Street Fighter. So we have the okay. fighting game represented and we get that whole the FGC needs a shout out. They need to be on the rush more there. 100%.
1: There's going to be some there's going to be some smash players out there who are not happy to hear you say that, but uh they'll they'll, they'll have to deal with it.
0: It's my <laughs> favorite stone gaming game, but the reason I'm doing that is to open up Mario Kart cuz I don't think we could have Melee or Super Smash Bros. I'll, I'll, I'll do these as whole franchises. I don't want to have Super Smash Bros. and Mario Kart. They just feel too similar to have them both be on the rush and I feel like it's getting too into my own biases. So I want to okay, give that okay. to Street Fighter. We'll bring in Mario Kart. Smash Bros. Honorary Mention. If one of the faces crumbles off, we'll put Smash Bros. up there. Uh, Call of Duty. And then this last one actually may be pretty controversial. I want Hearthstone on there. Interesting. Uh, and I'll tell you why. For a couple reasons. First of all, I love the game. Uh, I'll acknowledge my personal bias off the bat. But second of all, it brought the card game, which was something that's always been something really fun to do. Well, hi, playing Yu Gi Oh!, playing Magic, uh, these strategy card based games went hand in hand with Weed for a long time. And Hearthstone did a great job of bringing that digital and making that more accessible. The voice lines, the, the world it builds, the card art, a lot of it goes into just the aesthetic of it. And so there's this innate strategy in it, but there's also like the way the board moves, the way they're the card animations. And it feels like it does a lot of things that if you're really stone and you're just picking up the game, it's like, this is cool. I like to play a card and it has this really interesting animation. It makes you feel like you're in Yu-Gi-Oh! where they're actually doing... Something with the the thing it takes it's out of just the pure strategy aspect and adds this art element to it, uh, and it's I think it's faltered a little bit with more challengers and more more games coming up, but I do think that genre of game that strategy that turn based style uh, is something that lends itself to people being high. It's not high intensity at all. It's super. You just get a plug in. You can do something else. You could watch parks and rec or you can watch the office while you play uh and then if you want to get into it it's got the the card art the animations uh some depth to the game but not a crazy amount of depth that you're like constantly thinking about six different options or what the, you have to read the opponent's hand so i'm going to put that up there uh personal bias and also for those reasons i think it's important to represent that genre of game that strategy style of game and i think Hearthstone does it the best for a stone gamer
1: Yeah, I mean, Blizzard has traditionally just been the king of creating these immersive experiences. And they certainly uh, followed through with that on Hearthstone. I remember I was at BlizzCon when it was initially announced. And uh, we got to try it. And I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, man, a card game? Like, is this like really what we want to be playing and whatever? And I remember sitting down and playing it and immediately realizing like, oh my God, this is going to be the greatest mobile game. This is so much fun. The amount of detail between the sound and the visual effects is just brilliant. And of course, you know, that's also the case in World of Warcraft or any of the Warcraft games. And particularly with, I can't believe I had forgotten and not mentioned this game yet, but the Diablo series, uh, the first set of games I was really addicted to. And, um, one of the reasons that it's so immersive is just all of those little sound details that cannabis just totally enhances and makes the experience so much better. Um, but yeah, I mean, Hearthstone's great. I've been, um, I've been all about Magic the Gathering Arena recently. Uh, I first played Magic, oh God, like 25 years ago, maybe, and um kind of forgot about it and then magic arena has just totally brought me right back into it and it has those similar things that hearthstone has uh between the card art and the animations and then of course the strategy behind magic is just so immense it really takes me minutes sometimes to think through a play that i need to make in order to get the win and one little slip up can oftentimes be your demise and uh Those types of games are just so much fun uh, to play when you're high.
0: Yep, I absolutely agree. I feel like we need to like draw a line because RPG games are totally like you mentioned Link, you mentioned Diablo uh, and then Magic the Gathering obviously being a strategy game. I need to check out MTG Arena, but I feel like there's another rush more needed for the single player world based experiences because those are also just incredibly cool, but again, for a different mindset than a competitive game. Uh, sometimes you just want to chill and explore a world without a ton of pressure and, uh, and, and increase competition. But then sometimes you want to grind and play games against others. So, Absolutely.
1: Uh, like you have No Man's Sky, where you're just you know soaring through the universe and thousands of planets, or even Subnautica, where you're underwater and you're gathering things and you're building. Uh, gaming has become just there are so many different types of genres and so many types of experiences that we get to have now through gaming.
0: Okay, um, wait, I got to stop you real quick because where did yeah. No Man's Sky come from? I remember seeing that game when it came out. It was way super hyped up. And right. then the initial release, it was like, oh my God, this game has nothing. And now over the right. last year, I've seen a lot more people being like, No Man's Sky is amazing. So what? how did it so, go from being a total flop on release to being a great game? Have you been playing it? So I've dabbled
1: in it a little bit. Um, you know, it is a huge, massive world, and I'm sorry, you know, I'm I'm addicted to Dota, so I just can't get away from it. But I will say that you're right. On launch it was a total flop, but the developers stuck with it and really delivered on everything that they promised. Albeit slightly late, of course, we would have loved to have seen that on launch, but the product that they now have an offer has really delivered on the original promise and people are loving it. And, you know, of course, I'm a huge Star Trek, Star Wars fan. I love space. I love to... Cannabis is another great thing to think about all of the wonders in the universe and how expansive it truly is. And No Man's Sky and games like Eve uh, really deliver that experience. Um, And yeah, No Man's Sky has really really come into its own. And it's really impressive to see from from that development team.
0: Cool. I'll definitely have to check it out because you mentioned it and I've seen a lot of things. I was like, oh, I could ask him about it because it's, like you said, that galaxy, that kind of world, not just, you're not just exploring one world, you're exploring thousands, like you say, of these different planets. And the, the issue with it on release was that these planets didn't have anything separating them, really. It was like you go to a planet, it'd be the same barren planet. And now, apparently... There's different biomes and cool things to explore around every corner. And that makes I want to play that game now.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have it downloaded, obviously, and there's just too many, you know, as, as many people experience, particularly with PC gamers. I mean, I have hundreds of games in my Steam library I haven't even played yet that I've picked up on summer sales and winter sales and all of that. And uh, but No Man's Sky is is definitely one of those ones to revisit um they've they've really uh they've done a great job
0: the esports players uh steam library is always 150 games and then you sort it by playtime, and it's one particular esport with like a 1500 hours (laughs) another esport with like 500 and then a bunch of games that have been like barely played that's absolutely yeah it's dota and PUBG for me are both
1: well over a thousand hours and yeah i've got um... rocket
0: league and and Hearthstone. well Hearthstone runs through the battle net but uh those two games are probably well over a thousand and then steep drop off. And then you got like Civ at probably 150 or something like that. But absolutely. Yeah. What's your favorite civilization game? Civ 5 for me was okay. was the best. I I, I like to play getting up. But then in college, we started a really intensive five campaign that took months to play. And it was oh, like, wow. A, yeah, we, we went too in depth. And then we all got sick and tired of it. And we were like, shit, we shouldn't have. We should have finished this in a shorter time frame, but uh, it, was, it was really fun. So that was my favorite game. All right. I know you got to go. I got to get traveling. It's Wednesday. It's uh, December 23rd. We were almost on Christmas break. I got to do some traveling this afternoon. So Marty, I want to ask you, watch people check out Stone Gamer. What events do you have coming up? Where can you find it? And what's the best part about being involved with this company? Three things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you can find us at SGL.gg, and we have an end of the year tournament coming up, which uh, we are going to be announcing the details of very soon. So stay tuned. You can also find us at Stoned Gamer League on Instagram, and. The reason to join Stone Gamer is that you love to get high and play video games, and you want to come be a part of the community that celebrates you and your favorite hobby. Everybody's welcome, and we're here to provide a home for the millions of people out there whose favorite hobby is now finally coming into vogue, and we can't be more excited to celebrate it and celebrate it with every Stone Gamer out there.
0: I'm stoked about it. I'm moving to Las Vegas in a few weeks, actually. So I'll be closer to your arena in Los Angeles. And you know I'm going to have to make a trip down. Absolutely. Stone gaming action. in.
1: Absolutely, man. We can't wait
0: to have you. I love it. Thank you so much for listening to the Esports Network podcast. Throughout this whole last year, it was a really exciting 2019. I hope you enjoyed this final conversation of the year. And then looking forward to 2020. I have a lot more great plans for the show. So thank you to all our listeners for this great year. Uh, Have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a Happy New Year.